Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now okay everybody i have something really cool to tell you about if you haven't heard yet about anchor it's the easiest way to make a podcast let me explain here it's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will uh, distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one single place. Now, the way that you can do this is you got to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm and then you can get started it's really fun we just switched over recently here at all too real too and i'm enjoying it so far so be sure to check it out and uh let us know what you think Welcome to the latest episode of All Too Real 2 and our adventure into the crisis on infinite films. Dun, dun, dun. This episode, we are covering the brilliant 1987 film, Superman 4, The Quest for Peace. Mm-hmm. Yes. Directed by Sidney J. Fury. Based on the DC Comics character Superman. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. It was created by Schuster and Siegel. Yeah, that's right. Um, Siegel and Schuster. Anyways, uh, and it stars Christopher Reeve, Gene Hackman, Margot Kidder. Um, John Cryer mm-hmm. as Lenny Luther. He stole the show, really. Yes. Got Jackie Cooper in there. Um, Margot. I mean, uh, yeah, Margot. Um, not Margot. Uh, Muriel, I mean. Margot. We already said Margot Kidder, but Muriel Hemingway. Mm-hmm. The granddaughter. <coughs> granddaughter of Ernest Hemingway. I think. Yes. Um, yes. She is. So what happened in this flick here, Matt? <clears throat> Nothing at all. Nothing at all? No. No, it was it was kind of a simple plot. It wasn't... I didn't actually think it was that bad of a movie, to be honest. It was a little bit campy, you know, kind of a corny movie. But uh, this kind of takes place, like, 87, so... Nuclear power was still pretty, like uh, like nu- especially like nuclear warheads was still kind of like a a big public debate at that time. So most of the movies about um, whether or not you know people should have nuclear weapons. So um, Superman basically vows to 
get rid of all nuclear weapons in the world after the president of the United States mentioned that he's going to basically take part in the arms race. And uh, a lot of people were upset about that because they didn't want to, you know, keep stockpiling nuclear weapons. So he takes them, they, they fired these nuclear weapons in outer space and he has this weird net that he cast. I don't know what the net's made out of and stockpiles all of the nuclear warheads that are shot in space and then he swings it into the sun and destroys all the nuclear weapons for some reason. I don't know how that works because the sun is like 93 million miles away from Earth. So that's interesting. Yes. And um, Sorry, I'm kind of... No, it's fine. <clears throat> trying to... Yeah, it's just... It's like, the you know, Superman trying to get rid of all of the nuclear weapons is the main thrust of this movie. Yeah, and Lex Luthor, he figures out a way to uh, kind of get back at him. So he, he he's tinkering with, like, some weird uh, experiment because they were at some museum and they found that, like, a single strand of Superman's hair was able to hold a thousand pound something... Yeah, and then he cuts weight. it. He cuts it with a bunch of um, bolt cutters. Bolt, yeah, that that was somehow cut it, but mm-hmm. it can hold a thousand pounds of, of whatever. Yes, yeah. So. That's how it works, man. Yeah, those were uh, maybe they were kryptonite laced uh, bolt cutters. I don't think they were. They just looked, <laughs> looked like he'd bought them from the store or something like that. And uh, walked into Ace Hardware and bought some uh, <laughs> bolt cutters. He, yeah. So he because. I'm kind of jumping ahead because because Lenny breaks him out of prison because not only was Lex Luthor like in jail it was like this whole movie's really weird because like he's literally like part of a chain gang like like okay and they're doing something and Lenny uh, Luthor drives up to the the work site I guess with his car blaring like 1950s rockabilly music and he distracts the prison guards by showing off his cool car and lets them get in the car but then as soon as they get in the car he puts like the the um not conveyor what's the word um convertible thing up and locks the doors and you takes a remote control and then drives them off the the dam or or the, the canyon or whatever thought that it would kill them but then they showed up and they were alive so i'm like oh okay so it's this kind of movie where people don't actually die okay and then he got his uncle to you know escaped out of prison and they went to whatever live wherever i don't know where the hell they live and this movie's bad actually um now that i'm thinking about it uh yeah it's the the effects are the worst too like I think Supergirl had better effects than this. Yeah. I don't know, Matt. This movie. Mm-hmm. I'm a little distracted, so I'm just trying to. I can see. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just kind of. So, okay, Lenny breaks him out. Then what happens? <clears throat> then that's when they he finds out his weakness, his his hair thing. He he makes like. He kind of like extracts a cell or something from the hair to create his own version of Superman. I don't know what a he's not a scientist. There's no way that he was able to do this. He's a well, in, he's in a, some in some ways he is a scientist, oh, okay. and sometimes he. I don't All right. know. Well, I, I don't remember much of the first few movies. You know, yeah, I don't but, either. But I mean, in different interpretations from the comic books, he's <clears> either <throat> like a a billionaire, or he's a scientist, or he's both. Right. So like he he. He has like this little like bio thing or whatever, and he puts it on one of the uh, nuclear warheads because he kind of he he, he like called like this meeting of all of these people who are like war profiteers and basically said like, hey, I know how you guys can start making money again. Uh, let me use one of your warheads, and I'll put this on here, and Superman will get the biggest surprise of his life. So Superman puts that thing into the sun, and then. Out comes this guy named Nuclear Man that, you know, Lex Luthor gave him that name. And he's supposed to be, like, kind of like a clone of Superman, but he doesn't, he's not really a clone. Yeah, and, because... and, he's got, and he's got uh, Lex Luthor's voice. 
Yeah, that's right. Somehow. And uh, and he's just pretty much like a, he's just shooting off energy because he's literally like powered from the sun. So that sets up the kind of like, you know, he's going to be Superman's villain for this movie. And uh, he's he's kind of cool. He's kind of that. He's, he's kind of a, a a corny villain, but he's not. You know, he's all right. And um, he shoots out like, and for some reason, his fingernails are long. I'm not sure why, but that's just how he was born, I guess. So he's born with long fingernails, and they get longer throughout the movie for some unexplained reason too. And um, it's because his mom, which he didn't have, mm-hmm. is part cat. There you go. That's my theory on right. it. And what else? What else? Or a nail happened? technician. Nail, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm kind of skipping. Okay, there's. Oh, well, that was weird. Um, okay, yeah. There's also the thing about the um, the newspaper. The, the, this rich guy is trying to buy out the news Daily Planet to do like sensational, like basically scare mon- fear monger people. Yeah, kind of kind of like clickbait before clickbait. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> more like national Enquirer headline sort of stuff like you know like one of the headlines was uh superman it was basically like superman tells kid to fuck off but i can't remember well, exactly what it didn't say that no but. <laughs> he said, uh, drop dead yeah he said drop yeah because the the this classroom was having the president you know back back in the 80s you know they actually would like bring the tv in to a classrooms whenever the president would like make a speech nowadays i hope they don't do that i think i hope they just don't make them listen to him at all but like back then they would do why, that why do you say that nah, nah, nah. because our president yeah. our president is very lex luther like yeah but not oh. not in a cool way but like yeah. uh not in a smart way <clears throat> but uh or even in the funny way but <laughs> that dry wit but more uh, in a scary way <laughs> yeah more of a more of a nuclear man way uh yes. <laughs> just very uh unstable anyway so um <laughs> this the, the, you know the teacher's like you know don't be upset you know Try to be positive. You know, we. How about we write to our Congress people, and they're like, "Oh, well, that's not going to do us any good," or whatever. And then there's this kid staring out the window. They're like, "Hey, Jeremy, what do you think we should do?" And he's like, "I know what we should do. We should write a letter to Superman." Like he says it like that too. I'm like, "Okay, that's kind of weird." And 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 you know, Jeremy spoke in class today. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, his name was Jeremy. I yeah. If- <laughs> <laughs> Inspired the Pearl Jam. Song. I, I wonder if yeah. <laughs> And he, he had a picture of Superman that he drew on his, like, paper, so he's kind of, like, obsessed with them. So then he writes a letter to Superman, and Superman, I guess, just tells him that, you know, he can't do something like that, just, like, take all the nuclear weapons away. So then um somehow the newspaper got hold of that, so then they put out the, the headline saying, Superman tells Jeremy drop dead or something <laughs> like that. And yeah, then, fuck off. Yeah, Jeremy. so then, like, that that kind of put him like in a, a tough spot then because now he's you know people are like turning you know the the public opinion is turning against superman for that kind of thing and uh god there's lots of stuff happening like like a lot of goofy things like um this is not a serious superman movie at all like it's it's very it's very the hulk wow <laughs> it's very it's funny yeah this very low stakes like uh nobody dies in this movie as far as i know uh, nobody really gets like hurt that that much. Uh, yeah, I mean it's like it's it's serious in certain ways, like where the the topic. And I think I think Christopher Reeve wanted it to be more serious because he he had a lot in in um in the development of the script. He had oh, a lot okay. of ha- hand in it. He because he was very much against nuclear weapons and stuff of that nature, which you know most people should be. But anyways, um, I don't know. Yeah, unless you like them, Matt. I, don't I know. no, I'm not a fan of nuclear weapons. <laughs> Just making sure. <laughs> Pretty sure that's a very uh, easy uh, stance to take. I didn't want. You to know be, what? Right. I'm not a fan of nuclear. Weapons. And, and, and if any of my friends out there, fans and our, our fr- friends and fans of our friends, our friends, our friends of the podcast, <laughs> um, are fans of uh, nuclear weapons. Um, Superman says, "Fuck off." Whoa. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Like, that's got to be, like, the most, like, you know, low stakes, like, position to have. Like, you know what? I'm going to go out on the limb here. You know, I, I'll admit, you know, I might be a minority here. Not just, a, not a fan of nuclear weapons. Hey, no. Hey, shoot me, okay? And shoot me, you know. Like, and then they shoot you with yeah, a nuclear yeah, weapon. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm dead, so. Yeah. It's like, yep, you know, not really a big fan of the Nazis. Well, they nowadays. Nowadays, they, that's not necessarily as. Yeah, yeah. But then again. 
I didn't think I'd ever have to say that people are fans of Nazis. Right. So maybe people are fans of the nuclear weapons out there. Yeah, that's and true. And if you are, give us a review on Apple Podcast oh, and let us know. We're going to get a bad one. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. At least we'll have one. Oh. <laughs> Ooh. Nice. I'm joking. Zing, self-zing. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to cry now. It's okay, Mike. It's all right. <laughs> it's okay. Just keep drawing that eye. That's a good drawing. I like that. That's Nuclear good. weapons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wish I wrote down what happened because I'm like blanking on the plot now. Uh, yeah, let, me, let me pull it up because I'm kind of blanking. Clark too. goes through a whole like a lot of klutzy stuff in this movie, even more so than like the the previous movies. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's still doing that to like kind of like prove that he's not Superman, I guess. I you know, and um, also too because there's one point where he has to be in the same place. At the same time. Yeah, both Clark and Superman. Yeah. So he has to keep excusing himself somehow so he can, like, walk in the room as Clark. And then suddenly he's got to go away. And then Superman shows up in the other room. And, and like, uh, so there's, there's lots of that going on. Uh, Lenny Luther is hilarious. He, he talks kind of weird, though. He's got, like, a weird. It's like, like a surfer dude, man. Kind of like a Cal- yeah, California, like, stereotypical yeah. 80s California yeah. um, accent. By John Cryer. By John Cryer, who now plays Lex Luthor in the Supergirl TV series yes. on the CW. So. And I'm going to go. This is this is this is something I'm actually going out on a limb for because mm-hmm. I know there are people that are fans of Michael Rosenbaum. There are people that are fans of um, of Gene Hackman here and of other incarnations of Lex Luthor. John Cryer is the best Lex Luthor. There has ever been on film or TV. You heard it there. And if you have a problem with that, please write us. <laughs> just any kind of attention, you know, yeah, would just, be good. I, I, I like attention. It's, yeah. it's you know, any kind's fine. Yeah. Just, you know. yeah, just go ahead. You know, you know, write me and tell me that my mama dresses me funny. My mama hasn't dressed me right. in a long time, and I never called her mama. Yeah, that's true. And um, <laughs> I, mean, I wouldn't know that you wouldn't call her mama. But no, I, I, I just true, called but... her mom. Sometimes Melinda, like when she wouldn't listen to me, like when I was in the store one day. Oh wow! No, no, because I was like, I was like, mom, 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 Melinda, and then she turned around. Great, my so, name. Yeah, yep. So, <laughs> oh, good times. You know what's weird though? See, uh, not not a lot is really. Ha- I, pretty much all of I describe is pretty much the whole movie. Yeah, because I mean, you got the like, whole thing. Ba- basically, okay, Muriel Hemingway's character is the daughter of the guy that buys the thing, mm-hmm. and she has this huge crush on Clark. One time she sits seductively on her desk for no reason whatsoever, right. except for to seduce him. Basically, and it looks so awkward because there's still a bunch of papers and, and yeah, and files like on knickknacks them. and everything <laughs> on the fucking desk, and it's just like okay, very odd. It's like oh, you just caught me laying on my desk for no fucking reason. Like, yeah, it like does what not the look hell? Natural at all? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh man, I, I can't imagine a point in my life when I've ever been at a job where there's been a manager with a desk or something then I walked in and they'd be laying on top of their desk for any reason whatsoever. Like, hey, Mike, can I talk, talk to you for a minute? <laughs> you know, this guy's hand on his, all right, hey, how you doing? <laughs> so, yeah, I was going to ask you to go uh, take care of this thing over here. Wait, <laughs> what are you doing, Nick? What the hell? No. <laughs> you know, resting his head on his, <laughs> his elbow. <laughs> yeah. See, I'm pretty sure you could, you could, uh, you know, file a sexual harassment suit there against mm-hmm. uh, against Muriel Hemingway's character. Yeah, um, it was '87. It was it was the culture. Yes, lots of cocaine at those newspapers. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't even think cocaine explains sitting on your desk like that. No, it doesn't. <laughs> oh God, mm. this movie. Yeah. Tell you what, I did not hate it though. No, I didn't hate I, it either. Uh, I, 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 I actually don't. I remember liking this movie as a kid. Mm-hmm. I actually, I, I, my favorite uh, of the Superman movies is the other one that people don't like is Superman three, mm. which is the one with uh, Richard Pryor. That's just because he was funny, and I had a poster of it hanging on my wall in my bedroom mm. as a kid. So, isn't that the one where they were trying to hack into phone numbers or something like that? Or yeah, well, they were doing a thing where they were taking um money um the leftover 
percentage of of things that <laughs> the, like office space. The, the scheme that they use in office space they, they even mentioned it, mention it. Oh, yeah yeah, okay. yeah that's where <laughs> i i didn't know if that was if that, the guy was just joking when he said that no that's then. the actual scheme of wow. the movie yeah we should cover that one sometime for yeah. the podcast anyways um so uh yeah i mean and, and a little background here on the movie um before we go more into the plot i just you know that this movie had a 15.6 uh no i mean a budget of 17 million i'm sorry and made only 15.6 million at the box office mm. and uh so the budget was really low even for then um i mean mind you i would love to have 17 million dollars to make a movie and if anybody out there would like to fund a movie mm. uh, we we can do whatever kind of movie you want for 17 million dollars mm-hmm. except for porn yeah. anyways um <laughs> I don't think a porn would cost seventeen million dollars, but It'd be the best porn ever. I bet you. I mean, I'm just saying, um, it better be for that cost of money. Um, anyways, um, the uh, the uh, the movie was like the first three and Supergirl were produced by the by the Salkinds, which are were a father and son producing duo, and this one um, they sold the rights to produce this to. Canon Films, which are known for their bad films, basically. I mean, they made Masters of the Universe and a bunch of other movies. But, you know, if if, if you ever want to see a really great documentary about them, watch Electric Boogaloo, <laughs> the Canon film story or whatever. It's, it's great. Anyways, um, and, but they did, I mean, they did break in one and two, and <laughs> they did, uh, you know, because, you know, that's the way it was. They and, also did those... Um Oh, Delta Force movies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they did all the sequels to the uh to the Death Wish movies. Oh wow. With, with, yeah, they they didn't do the first one, but they did all the sequels. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And you know, and a bunch of other cheesy action films and they would reuse sets from one movie to another in the Roger Corman sort of style. But um anyways, it's uh it's just interesting to know that. Do you want to take a little break here, Matt? And yeah. then we'll come back and we'll uh we'll get more into the plot and then we'll uh you know, talk about some other things here. Yeah. Um, but here's some words from our super sponsors. See what I did there, Matt? Uh-huh. Super sponsors. Super, yeah. We'll be right back. Hi, folks. This is Michael E. Cullen II from the podcast that you're listening to right now, along with manager Matthew Haas. You got promoted? Yes. Damn it. Okay, anyways, um, folks, uh, do you like the show Superstore? I don't know. I asked the folks and nobody's answering well, me. Because they're not here. Oh, but we love damn it. it. Yeah, we love it, though. Okay, folks, if you like it as much as we do, you're really going to like the Super Story podcast, which is a podcast where Matthew and I go uh, episode by episode and give our little opinions and thoughts on it. Uh, sometimes we have guests. Sometimes we don't. Um, just depends on how we're feeling. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so if you like this podcast and like our little crazy banter then you should definitely check this out or i might get sad and when i get sad it gets pretty sad yeah, so i can't deal with him when he's sad yeah uh, no one can really so um yeah so, so check out a uh, super story podcast right here where you get this podcast super story podcast and we are back mhm how are you matt i'm doing all right why am i talking so low because you don't want to wake the neighbors. Shh. Okay. Mm. Anyways, um, <laughs> neighbors be damned. Damned, I tell you. True. Damn them. No, don't. No. They're good people. Uh, for I the assume, most part. I assume. I don't know. I don't really know any of them. But anyways, um, so, because we don't know our neighbors anymore these days. No, we don't. No. That's sad. And sometimes it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. It's a beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Sometimes. Won't you be mine? Ugly day in the neighborhood, though, too, so. There's those times. Yeah. Sometimes there's just a, eh, day in the neighborhood. Yeah. Most days. <laughs> so that was our philo- philosophical uh, discussion mm-hmm. here about the world and neighborhoods. And um, if you would like more of that, you can tune into our new podcast, All Two, eh, with uh, Matt and Mike. Anyways, um... <laughs> So, 
one day we'll actually create these uh, these podcasts. Yeah, these multiple seventy five versions of series or whatever. Yeah, all two, <laughs> all two, yeah, all two. We have one here called All Two Flag. We just discussed the flags of each country and their history and symbolism. Mm. Or just, or we just make up a history and symbolism. Yeah, that's for true. Them. Yeah, we can yeah. Do that as well. Like you know why there's uh, the stripes on the American flag? Be- because all of our forefathers were barbers. There you go. I, I believe that actually. Mm. And the stars are on there because one time a guy got his head hit really hard and all he could see was stars. Yeah, that happens. So mm-hmm. it's happened to me before. So I, I know. Yeah, happens in cartoons all the time. Mm-hmm. Is this true, Matt? No. Not even remotely I'll tell you true. what. If you guys want to find out if it's true or not, Google it. Mm. Okay, anyways. Um, <laughs> Encarta it. Bing it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, what else happened in this fucking movie? <laughs> ah, shit. Uh, <clears throat> well, Lois, she's like in heat or something because she's like, <laughs> she really wants to... Bane Superman throughout the whole damn movie. I mean, she's like, you know, every time she interviews him, she's getting all hot and bothered. And at one point, she's making, she's like preparing, like kind of like cooking a turkey while she, and then she said something like, yeah, I I, I just made a bunch of food just in case I get hungry afterwards. I, I mean, later. Like, like, it's like, okay. Afterwards, what? After uh, what? Yeah, you know, and um, <laughs> and then like Mike, Mike was saying the the Hemingway's granddaughter, well, not not the character, but the actress. Yeah, she likes. I kind of think that's kind of funny. She likes Clark, and then Lois likes Superman. Yeah. So it's like it, interesting personas, like which one is attracted to, like yeah, type of thing, like so it's that, like opposites attract or something. I thought that was, I don't know. Yeah, I thought that was kind of neat. Um, that part of the story. Um, yeah, Nuclear Man. He's basically sent to try to destroy Superman, and they have this fight scene, which is kind of lame. Um. Superman punches him in the back when they're flying in space. Um, uh, nuclear yes, Man. And I think the movie should should have been called Back Punch. Back Punch, yeah. Back Punch the movie. Back Punch, yes. <laughs> back Punch the movie. And um, he ends up, like, burying Superman on the moon by, like, punching him into the ground, basically. And then, you know, since Superman's powered through the yellow sun, he doesn't have any powers if he... Um, if he, oh no! Also, too, because he ended up cutting him with his long fingernails that got longer, and then that cut like infected him, I guess. And he got cat scratch fever. Yeah, he did get cat scratch fever, and um, and then he was all sick and tired and stuff like that, and uh, he his hair started turning white. Yeah, he was aging like really rapidly, and throughout the movie, he's always holding like this little piece of Krypton, which by the movie they say is Krypton. Well, that's so, what uh, that's yeah. what um, Lara, the uh, um, Superman's mother, says, or mm-hmm. you know, or, or Kal El's mother says at the beginning of the movie. And by the way, Kal El is uh, his Kryptonian name. Yeah. For those uninitiated into the world of Superman in yeah. DC Comics, yes. Mm-hmm. So Krypton uh, <laughs> is where he's from. He's got this little green thing, and it's supposed to like be the last piece of Krypton. And uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep saying it like that. Um, so, uh, um, and that's it. Like if he uses it, then that's it's that's it. He's depleted in the entire source of it. But he needs to use it finally because he's gonna die from that cut from Nuclear Man. So he uses it to rejuvenate himself. And uh, Lex Luthor thinks that Superman's finally dead. You know he's gonna. Now become a war profiteer. <laughs> he's gonna make billions of dollars. Blah blah blah, and he scares his his business partners off by, you know, saying that nu- he's gonna have Nuclear Man kill them if he do- they don't leave. So now and he, he and he demonstrates his power by having him set a hundred dollar bill on fire. Yeah, that was apparently scary enough to have them running away. So that would scare the fuck out of me, man. Yeah. So they ran away after Nuclear Man did that amazing feat. <laughs> and um, well, I bet you the budget on that effect right oh, there. Oh, the effects were so great in this movie. By the way, like 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 Nuclear Man's powers just shimmering and shit, and that fucking green orb that 
Clark has carrying around everywhere he's going. You can see the fucking trace marks over the goddamn thing. But um, oh, also too. Speaking of that, strings. See strings everywhere. It's like you should call the string man. I mean, it was so yeah, you stupid. Can see, you could see the wires that that uh that Christopher Reeve and the uh and the nuclear man dude were hanging from in certain scenes. It was just really bad. It's bad. And uh, so. What happens? So yeah, so that's so he thinks Superman's dead or he's gone or whatever. But then Superman comes back, and then they have another fight scene in space again. And this time, um, Superman um, traps Nuclear Man in the elevator, and then he just takes the elevator to the moon and then buries it. But then he didn't think he didn't realize that Nuclear Man would get power again when the sun came to shine upon the moon. So then, once the sun came to the moon, then he he got his powers back. Then he broke out again. Then they had another fight, and then he threw Nuclear Man into the the nuclear power plant yeah. thing, and then that gave all the world a bunch of extra power because they showed like lights flickering and stuff like an apartment or a building, you know, like skyrise yeah. buildings and like oh they got an extra jolt of power. <laughs> Thanks, Nuclear Man. Sorry you had to die for that, but that was cool of you, I guess. And I mean, it, w- it wasn't voluntary, but whatever. And uh, I'm not really sure if Nuclear Man had a personality or Probably he was not. just like a robot, kind of. I think he was just basically an atom- automaton. Like, like he didn't actually have any feelings or. So it's okay. Don't be. You don't gotta be sad, people. He, you know, he died, but it doesn't matter. So, you know, don't don't feel bad for him. <laughs> it's okay. Speaking of feeling bad, speaking of feeling, yeah, well, probably. Did I mean, he he, he, he put him into a nuclear reactor. So I'm pretty sure, or not reactor. Would but that kill was, somebody? Ah, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it does. Are we sure? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> speaking of feeling bad, though, uh, last night. They're showing Batman Returns on, um, I forgot what channel. And, uh, I always get, I, I, you know, I, I, I wasn't a huge fan of that movie, but like, I always get sad at the end when, when Pen- <laughs> Penguin dies, and then this penguins do like this funeral march to, and I, I knew it was gonna happen. I'm like, don't watch it, cause you're gonna get sad. You always get sad when it, when this happens, cause the penguins, you know, the penguins walk all like, you know, gingerly, and they're like, our penguin leader died, you know, and and I always get sad. I'm like, I know it, and then sure enough, they, here they come marching down this ice road, and then they just, you know, gently push his body into the water, and here I go, a little, little tear, you know, just dropping from my eye, you know, because the penguin died, so, you know, that I was like, sad. I like penguins. Yeah. They're my favorite animal. Yeah. So what what happened with Batman Returns? That's, I know it's a different movie, but like, well, I I never understood this. How did he control the penguins? Did he have like did he like microchip them or what was what was the deal? Like how was he controlling the penguins? I don't remember. Okay, it's I, been it's been years since I've seen okay. that movie, so I, don't I was just wondering because they had rockets strapped to them at one point. <laughs> I don't know, and uh, it was weird. It was weird. This was a weird time for superhero movies, people. Like, yes, people. Ooh. Okay, people. I'm, I'm such a... Uh, people. I'm an important person here. No, but like... Listen to Matthew. This was such a weird time for those movies, because like, the plots were just really weird and and like hard to follow, and like half serious, but half really like jokey-like. It's just like a... Like, it's not like the new stuff where it's like, you know what you're going to get, like... You know, with the Guardians of the Galaxy, you're gonna get something that's like a comedy action, or if you know, like the Avengers, you're gonna have Tony Stark cracking wise, you know, and that kind of thing. With these type of movies, you don't know what you're gonna get until you see it. You might get Superman Four, which is pretty much just a comedy, or you're gonna get Batman Returns, it's fucking depressing, where a deformed man dies and his penguin friends do a funeral march for him. So, you know, just get the roll of dice, I guess, with that. I don't know what I'm talking about right now. <clears throat> what else happened, Mike? I don't know. I'm, I'm I can't follow this movie. Um, I think that's it. I mean, pretty I much think so. That's pretty much what happened. Nuclear Man sucked. Um, he wasn't a good villain. Uh, he died. 
Gene Hack or sorry, Lex Luthor gets dropped back to the chain gang from whence he was rescued by Lenny. Chain gang. And then, like you said, it was kind of creepy Sound because the man <laughs> working on the chain <laughs> gang. <laughs> <laughs> They didn't like him singing Mozart, though. But you like me singing, right? No, yeah, it's, it's alright. I have a beautiful voice. Yeah, you know. It's 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 angelic. Yeah, I'm the uh, the, I'm the spe- I'm, speaking voice. I'm the yes. songbird of my generation. <laughs> I've been t- by people who've heard me sing. <laughs> I love that line. Uh, Boats and hoes. Oh, oh, God. God. <laughs> yeah. Um. So the. Uh, yeah, the the so so the movie basically. Oh yeah, we, we did. Did you talk about how uh, Perry White basically bought back the newspaper? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, so so they kicked out the 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 uh, scrupulous and the un- unscrupulous dude. Mm. I should say not scrupulous because scrupulous is is right. that a word? Well, I don't know. If scruples is. I'm not sure. If scrupulous yeah. probably is. Yes. Um, if not, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna become a DJ. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna be a DJ and I'm gonna call myself DJ Scrupulous. Oh, okay, because I, like I think I like that. That's a good name, actually. I like that. Yes, yeah. I have a friend who's a professional DJ. Maybe he can teach me how to do things, and then I can. Yeah, just, you know. Shout out to Jason Kelly. Lots of talking. DJ A. Anyways, um, <laughs> yeah. The um. Anyways, so <sighs> do you want to take another break, Matt? Yes, please. Yes, we'll take a break and then we'll come back. Mm. And you know what we'll talk about then? I think I know. Take a guess. You're gonna you're gonna read reviews and trivia and trivia. Okay, trivia and reviews. All right, right after this. Do it. Hey, folks. This is uh Michael E. Cullen the second um, from the podcast that you're listening to right now, along with Matthew Haas. We just wanted to tell you about our great, great podcast Super. called Super. It's called All Two real and on that show what what do we do matt we we watch biopics and then we talk about whether or not the movie matched up with the real story or not so we it's a lot we, more exciting than that though yeah right? so, so 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 we we analyze the real story and the real story get it get it real you know? yeah they're, they're spelled differently folks yeah. you can guess which one i said which way uh-huh. anyways um so uh sometimes we have guests sometimes we don't um but we uh talk about great great uh great movies like uh shattered glass yes. and the social network and uh a futile and stupid gesture among others um those are some of the ones that we've covered so far and uh we're going to cover a lot more, so uh, please uh, subscribe on Stitcher, um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you uh, find your great, fun podcasts, and be sure to share it with your friends. Do it. Do it. Do it. And make sure you're not afraid to get all too real. Bye-bye. And we are back. Back. Back in black. Back in black. Back in black. Have I ever told you I don't really like ACDC? No, right? Yeah. Have I told you this? Pump up the volume, pump up the volume, pump, pump, pump. Pump up the volume, pump up the volume, pump, pump, pump. That's my new song, so. I love it. <laughs> I think we should charge people for it. Yeah. $500 right there. So, so. what you should do is if you liked that song, <laughs> go to our Patreon. <laughs> And just give us a dollar. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's all we're looking for. If you enjoyed that song, if you enjoy my voice, if you enjoy Matt's voice, mm. and I promise we'll still continue to talk regardless. <laughs> but please pay us because we like money. Yeah. I think Wait, it's that great. just sounded really... I think it's great. That sounded really like uh, Petty. Yeah. Huh? Like Tom. Tom Petty. Yes. Rest in... Petty, well, rest in peace. Yeah, you belong among the wildflowers. So I just realized someone should do. I know it sounds really bad, bad, bad faith, bad humor, but someone should do like a Tom Petty tribute album. Yeah, of like different artists mm-hmm. and call it "Rest in Petty." Yes, might be seen as a little bit bad humor, or just, or just call it pettiness. Petty, there you go. And have like newer artists too, like covers, like not like not like shitty new artists, but like good new artists, you know. Yeah. Which is you know, it's not very many, but uh, like Harry Styles, you know, 
Maybe. Um, he's actually not bad. He's not. No, he was actually pretty funny on SNL. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. Um, <laughs> but get like you know, I mean Avril. She's not really new, but like yeah. Avril Lavigne might be able to do a song. Um, Taylor Swift. Yeah, Taylor. Um, I call. Her, I'm a first name basis with her. You know, Taylor can do it. Yeah. yeah. Did you date her yet? Yeah, we mean no one. No, I'm convinced because she she needs to date everybody to write a new song. So that's oh, how I never. She, no, no, we never dated. No, no we're not yet. Not yet. I think you're penciled in for next year. I don't think, no. think we're met. We're just meant to be friends. I don't know. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. I never. That's I never good. had. I was, just, feeling I was for just checking. Yeah, yeah. I'm good. She'll still write a song about Maybe. you though. Yeah. Maybe a good one. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, like this is to my good friend who wasn't mean to me. And Those are always the best songs. Yes. And they're so full of heart. He wasn't, you know, he didn't complain about the friend zone because I wouldn't screw him for being nice to me one day. I don't know. I'm not really good at rhyming, but that's a good, that's a new song though. So, um, if you like that song, <laughs> folks, please check out our Patreon and support us. You know, for, uh, for a dollar a month, I'll write new songs just like this. Yes. I'll just sing You them. can get, t- yeah. tell you what, a dollar a month, Matt will write you four new songs a month. Yeah, I will. And we'll start, you know, the thing is, if, if we start to get a dollar, I'll make the show weekly. Because mm. we're only every other week right now. Right, that's true. And then our other podcasts are coming out whenever I feel like it. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> this is the only one we keep on a regular right. basis. We got normal. four, okay, people, come on. You know. we, we only have three. You, oh, I thought we had four. No. Well, this is a series. Yeah. Okay. This so, is part of this. I, I got you, This got is you. still part of All Too okay. Real. Okay. Two. All right. Yeah. But come on, that's a lot. That's a lot of its people, you know, to keep up on. So let's, you know, have a little faith in us. But gotta have faith. Gotta the faith, have faith. The faith. Y'all gotta, gotta have faith. The faith. The faith. Speaking of like incels, like uh, uh, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying he was an incel, but like speaking of incels, uh, well, because I was saying that the Taylor Swift song that she's gonna write for me in my fictional universe is thanking me for not being a nice guy. Trademark. Capital N, capital G, and but there's a show called Evil. You ever, you ever heard of that show? Yeah, it's got the the guy who plays Luke Cage. He plays <coughs> this guy who works for the Catholic Church. I'm sorry, I don't know his name. I, I'm not I don't, I'm not good with actors' names unless they're like big time actors like Gene Hackman or whatever. I, I'm not good at like. <laughs> I, I I know it's bad. Yeah. Like 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 I have like a hierarchy of needs here where it's like. Subconsciously, I just feel like I should memorize actors' names unless they're like super, super big. I know that's like that's not and meant to be an insult. It's just like like my brain, my brain learns so much information every day that like I have to like at some point make priorities about like what what can I not remember. Today? Well, it's like I was talking like, with a friend of mine the other day about the fact that I just have meaningless information in my head mm-hmm. and I kind of you know I don't know when. Right. What, so so just tell me this, Matt. When in the world is it going to be beneficial to the fact that I know that Catherine Hicklin was married to David um, Hasselhoff? Mm. I just blanked on his name. I wow. blanked on the Hoff, man. Okay. Married wow. to David Hasselhoff at one point. And then later on, she married actor Michael E. Knight. David Hasselhoff had played Michael Knight on <clears throat> Knight Rider. Right. But then there was the 2000s reboot of Knight Rider, and David Hasselhoff's son was played by Justin Brewing, who had previously played Michael E. Knight's son on All My Children. Wow. Mind blown. So, I know this. How in the fuck is that going to get me anywhere in life? What if you're on a game show and that would be a question for one of the, <laughs> you know, like a thousand dollar question. So that could be, who knows? Yes. Maybe. <clears throat> but yeah, I hear you. So I, I don't know these actors' names, unfortunately. I, I know that he yeah. was in Luke Cage, which, you know, in my opinion was criminally, criminally um, canceled when I thought it was a great show. But whatever. Um, he's in this new show called Evil where he works for the Catholic Church. To basically ascertain whether or not someone's actually possessed by a demon, or if they're just like psychologically damaged in some way. So he um, he he's like he's a believer. He's you know he he works for the church and he believes in you know actual like demonic possessions and and um, exorcisms and stuff like that. 
<laughs> so anyway, speaking of insult, incels, though, there was a, there was an episode last week on Thursday where it was this guy. Um, he's at a coffee. Like, there's this guy. He's he's basically like a demon, or he's like just a Satan. Like a like a. I don't want to throw Satanists under the bus because Satanists are actually pretty cool when it comes to like human rights and stuff like that in this country. So, uh, you know, that's, we're kind of living a topsy turvy world here. But okay, um, because they promote like you know racial equality, you know gender equality, but you know they're supposed to be the bad guys. But okay, and um, he's like a demon worshiper or something like that. And he's he's also like a psych psychiatrist. So. He's always like trying to um, cause like bad things to happen in the world by like influencing people and in, you know to do bad things or whatever. So he's he's hanging out in this coffee shop, just having his coffee or whatever. And there's like this younger guy who's like getting a muffin or whatever, and he's got a crush on the, one of the the baristas there. And like she gave him like a cute little nickname, like Mister Blueberry Muffin or something like that. And, you know, he's, he's like, trying to get up the guts to ask her out or whatever. And he's all, like, you know, nervous and shy. Like, hey, you know, I just kind of feel weird. But, you know, would you want to go out sometime or whatever? And then she's like, oh, well, I, I you know, I'm sorry. But, you know, I'm I'm in a relationship right now. And then he kind of mumbles something like, well, why why be nice to me if you don't want to date me or something like that? And then, like, so he, as he's walking out, that psychiatrist dude who's, like, a demon guy or whatever, he, like starts like feeding all this like you know like you know basically like you saw what she did to you and all you know this whole like you know basically like trying to fuel his anger or whatever like you know saying like that's what women do they 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 tease you and they you know whatever type of thing and then like he asks i'm just like ruining the i'm just like telling the whole episode i know i'm sorry guys if you haven't seen this that's just one part of the episode, mind you. This is a weird episode because we're talking about Superman four. Yeah. And somehow so, we went to Batman Returns. Do, do, and then do we want to get to the trivia of Superman four? Can I just finish it? Yeah, go ahead. Just finish really it really quick. Yeah. So so he 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 like is egging this this guy on to like basically get revenge because the girl the woman wouldn't go out with him because she went As to the coffee shop. Wait, no. <laughs> and then he goes he goes, you know, she crapped on you, so you should crap on her. And this guy kind of like he's got that kind of like literal type of thing, so he literally like pooped in the box, presented it to her at the coffee shop, wrapped in like a nice little gift box, and then walked away. And then you hear her screaming after because um, he he pooped in the box and gave it to her gift. But so, so I said, speaking of incels, because he pretty much got that incel um, personality, you know, character, you know, type, you know, like like oh, you know. This cute girl gave me a nickname at the coffee shop where she works at, um, probably to pass the time and the monotony of the job. So she comes up with these cutesy little nicknames to pass the time. But in my mind, I'm thinking, no, it's because she wants to go out with me. But then she said, no, so now I'm going to poop in the box and I'm going to give it to her. I really hope present. you don't do that, man. I would never do that. I know, good. Ever. Because you, you were just saying you when you said that, and well, no, you, I'm you just know, saying, talking like, about the character. Talking about the character. Okay, no, I was just making sure you don't do that. I wouldn't. Yeah, no. I'd never do that. I mean, and if you give us one dollar a month, Matt will promise not to do that. I mean, you don't gotta do that at all because I'll just. But not please give us a dollar a month. Well, yeah, but if you don't, I'm still not gonna poop in a box. So, it's and I promise you, I won't either. Well, okay, that's good. Nobody will. Nobody will. Nobody who's saying will. No, I'm telling you that much right now. So. And you know who played that that guy, the guy who put in the box, the actor. All right, so there's a Walking Dead season three or season four. Don't remember which one. Season four. Uh, he he's only in one episode, and he he's he has the flu, or so you know, because there a big a big outbreak broke out. Really, an outbreak broke out. That's kind of whatever redundant, but um, a lot of people got sick. So. Uh, <laughs> He was the first one that got sick, and he took a shower because he thought that would make him feel better. But then he died when he took the shower, and then he turned into a zombie, and then he bit someone, and then that caused the whole thing to happen. Same actor. I don't know why this is important. For some reason, that I had to tell this episode of Evil, Thursday's night, Thursday night's 10 o'clock, CBS. Evil. I'm getting paid to say this by CBS. And CBS, if you'd like to pay us a dollar a month... We will promote evil on every episode of mm -hmm. our show. It's true. All right, so Superman 4, okay. <laughs> which is what you came here for. Oh, I like that. You came here for Superman, Superman 4. 4. Woohoo! <laughs> I don't know what that was. Anyway, so 
<coughs> Here's a few little bits of bitsy trivia, bits of trivia. Mm-hmm. Okay. Christopher Reeve publicly regretted his involvement in this film. <laughs> he stated Superman 4 was a catastrophe from start to finish. That failure was a huge blow to my career. According to Margot Kidder, she and Christopher Reeve did not get along during filming. Kidder states that Reeve's ego was inflated by his because he co-wrote the story. At one point, Wes Craven was set to direct the film. Yes, Nightmare on Elm Street and Scream, Wes Craven. <laughs> um, but was replaced after uh, creative differences with Christopher Reeve. The failure of this film at the box office prompted the Canon Group to cancel a planned production of Spider-Man. Oh my god. Yeah, they were supposed to do Spider-Man at one time. The uh, movie's original budget was $36 million. Just before filming was to begin, the Canon Group Incorporated was experiencing financial problems, slashed the budget to $17 million. The filmmakers cut corners by doing things like reusing special effects. Um, Richard Donner, who had directed Superman 1 and was fired from Superman 2, was offered the director's chair. He declined, um, you know, for obvious reasons, probably. Um. (laughs) Um, Stuntman John Lees suffered a career-ending injuries while working on the moon scenes, leading to a subsequent court case. Probably didn't get anything because you can't really, uh, you know, get blood from a stone, you know. Anyways, um, <laughs> let's just hit somebody in the head with it. Whoa. Wait, what? Um, anyways, um, <laughs> when uh, nuclear, nuclear Man was being developed, Christopher Reeve was approached to play the part as well as a polar opposite or like a bizarro Superman. Um, as we stated before, John Cryer played Lenny in this film and then later went on to play Lex Luthor in Supergirl. Um, He, uh, Christopher Reeve agreed to do this movie only if the studio financed his project Street Smart. Um, Nuclear Man only has 11 lines. <laughs> the actor who played um, Nuclear Man, this is his only appearance, his only film appearance, and I lo- his name is Mark Pillow. <laughs> That's a cool name. Mark Pillow. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to change my name to Mark Pillow. There you go. Yep. No. <laughs> no, I think I'll stick with Mike. Anyways, mm-hmm. Mike Pillow. Ooh. Anyways, um, the. <laughs> okay. According to his um, biography, Superman Two director Richard Lesser was offered the chance to direct the movie, but declined it. It is unknown whether uh, Richard Donner was asked first or he was. Um, Supergirl is not mentioned anywhere during the film, even though she had been in a film previously of this. Uh, this is the only Superman film from this Christopher Reeve era where Clark Kent changes the Superman in a phone booth. The Superman films made... Mm. Um, the Superman films made since this film have not featured this signature scene yet so no no changing in a phone booth huh yeah yeah that's interesting Um, I didn't expect that yeah according to Mark Pillow he found Christopher Reeve to be quite an intense person during the shooting however Pillow stated what a joy it was to work alongside uh, Gene Hackman (laughs) um yeah, the um, I don't know. Let's see what else we got. Uh, I I did read somewhere that going out of the uh, or coming into the studio for the coming into the premiere of the movie, John Cryer said that uh, Christopher Reeve pulled him aside right before the movie and said, "This is a disaster." <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So he wasn't too confident in it. Mm. Um, should I read some reviews now, Matt? Yeah, why don't you go right ahead? Hey, you know what I'll do? What? Just take a guess. You're going to read some reviews. How'd you know that? Because you just told me. Oh, shit. I thought maybe you were psychic. Maybe a little bit, but... So, this first one is from somebody called KMM. Um, They said... 
It's a 1 out of 10 review here. Should have been titled Superman 4 Rest in Peace instead of Quest for Peace. Oh, my God. Yeah, anyways, um, so the movie never should have been released. This movie is at the opposite end of the spectrum as far as favorites go for me. The 1978 original is one of my all-time favorite films. While sitting through this one at the movies was like getting a root canal without the Novocaine. Special effects were horrible, um, as well as the character development and plotline. How could any studio head or those involved with the final print of this film feel comfortable with the finished project? Talk about a film that rode on the popularity of its predecessors and failed to live up to any expectations that fans of the earlier film had. This movie certainly was the nail in the coffin as far as Christopher Reeve's Superman films go. Obviously, it's the last one, but anyways. And for <laughs> what it's worth, I uh, fall in the category that feels Superman 3 was better than this mess, a waste of celluloid. You know, if my last name was Lloyd, I'd name my kid Cellu. 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 Lloyd. Um, anyways, okay, so... um. So, uh, let's see if we can find any good reviews. All right, I found a good one here, Matt. Want to hear it? Yes. Here it goes. This is from Daniel C. Bartlett in October of 2008. 10 out of 10, masterpiece. Have we all been watching the same movie, question mark? In a franchise that was, until this point, fairly average, finally somebody decided to make a movie that was true to the comic books. From the moment the opening credits rolled, I was convinced I was witnessing a film worthy of the best film Oscar. This is probably a joke. Yeah, it sounds delusional. Yeah, either he's delusional or he's being sarcastic. Perhaps the fact it wasn't even nominated will remain the greatest oversight in filmmaking history. High points, a villain that offered evilness personified, campiness and humor all rolled into one. Chris Reeve really excelling in a script finally worthy of the role in wonderful reprisal from Gene Hackman. Low point, ended too damn soon, lol. Cinematography was exceptional. I really believed Superman was flying. <laughs> Music was spot on as always, so no change there. How Superman 4 is so unpopular will always remain a mystery to me. I rate it fifth in my top five after Godfather, Seven Samurai, Rear Window, and The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Pure cinema, pure genius, pure Superman as he was intended. Stop everything and watch this movie. Faultless. Ten out of ten. So, um, yeah, I'm not reading anymore. Because that one just broke me, man. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, <laughs> so uh, any other thoughts on this? Would you recommend this movie to anybody, Matthew? Yeah, I think I would, actually. It's a fun movie. Yeah, I think it's a fun watch, actually. Yeah. I, I didn't find it as bad as some of the other movies we've watched. It's better than Supergirl. Mm. It, you know, better than other movies. Better than Howard the Duck. Mm, much better. Yes. Yes. So, um... A lot better. There was nobody um, taking toot in this movie. No, no toot. I've been thinking about toot all week because of that. Because you uploaded it, and I kept thinking, like, I gotta stop taking toot. Don't know what it is, but just get off the toot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Darn tootin'. Anyways, um, so make sure, as I've told you before, folks, check out our Patreon. You know, got some good stuff there, maybe. We also have a lot of good. <laughs> we also have a lot of cool stuff. We, we're gonna be uploading some more designs. Um, if you want to have some cool T-shirts, you know, because I mean, it's getting cold out there, folks. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's getting warm out there. I don't know. It depends on when I'm uploading this. I'm assuming it'll probably be in the winter. Yeah. But anyway, so it's getting cold, folks. So you got to put some clothes on your body. Mm. Start out with a T-shirt. Start with a t-shirt, move yeah. on to a sweatshirt. Yeah, we have those two. To a sweater. Yeah. And to a coat. Well, we don't make coats, but... But, you know, um, I think there's stickers on there. You could put that on the yeah, back of your coat. Yeah, you could. Yeah. Get some all-too-real-two stickers, mm-hmm. put them on your coat. 
All too real toot. There you go. Yeah. And you'll be the greatest tootin' pertin' out there. Pertin? Pertin. You'll be the greatest pertin' out there, man. Mmm. I love me some pertins. Yep. They're, 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 you know, I like cool pertins. <laughs> What's wrong with me, Matt? <laughs> What's wrong with any of us? I know. Right. I don't think we have the time to discover what's all wrong with no, me. Probably no, probably not. Um, I'll just go talk to my therapist about it. And um, There you go. Yep. Do it. That'll be good. And for now, though, make sure you give us ratings, follow us on all the good social media, and like I said before, check out our Tee Public and our uh, Patreon. And uh, for right now, I think we're done. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to All Too Real 2 Podcast, a Cullen Park production. Produced and edited by Michael E. Cullen II. Music by Matthew Hawes. Subscribe and share the show. Visit us at CullenPark.com.